Hello, B2B marketers. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound Podcast, where we help you, a new B2B marketer, look good at work every single day by offering tangible marketing strategies, giving you access to the best minds in the industry, and helping you boost your confidence in your skills. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard, and in this episode, I'm going to give you a framework to help you with objection handling at work and how to get your boss to love your ideas. I promised you guys an episode about objection handling, and here it is. So objection handling can also be called buy-in or just getting your manager, your bosses to love your ideas and just say, oh my God, you're the expert, go do it. You know, that's, that's what we all want. But in reality, that's not what happens. <laughs> so if your managers are dismissing your ideas, if they're not taking your ideas seriously, or they think they know best, or they keep giving you excuses, don't take this personally. Every marketer has to deal with objections and people not agreeing with what you want to do. Whether it's your managers, other marketers on your team, marketers on LinkedIn, just everybody. Everyone has a different opinion on how things should be in marketing. But because you're the expert in marketing and you know what the company has access to, the resources, the tools, you're in the best position to come up with ideas. So don't take it personally if everyone is objecting to your ideas. Objection handling is 100% part of every marketing role. Usually it's with, you know, upper management. That's been a lot of the experience that I have with objection handling. And quite a few of you have reached out with similar experiences. It also happens when you're pitching strategies to clients. Like if you're working in an agency, the clients aren't marketing experts usually. They don't, they don't know why you're pitching social media. You have to explain it to them. Mm-hmm. And it can also happen if you're in charge of the onboarding of customers. That also usually is met with a lot of objections. <laughs> so if you're in any one of these situations, this episode is definitely for you. Because again, no matter who you're talking to, be ready for objections. So to give you a little bit of background, from the beginning of my career, people have been telling me, oh, we don't have the budget. Or, oh, our competitors don't do that. And although this frustrated me at first, because I'm like, how did you hire me to help you with marketing? In other words, you hired me to be the marketing expert, but then you deny or brush off every single thing that I say. <sighs> you know, like, what? What? And as a solo marketer, this is even more infuriating because you're really the only person that knows anything about marketing and they don't listen to anything you have to say. And this is where this framework comes in. You have to be amazing at explaining your ideas and why they will work. 
So before we get into the framework, there are five questions you have to answer, you have to be prepared with. The four W's, so who does it involve? Is this project just taking your time? Do you need developers? Do you need designers? Who is involved in this project? Two, what do you need? What resources, what tools do you need? Do you need to buy a new tool? Number three, why do you want to do it? So think about what are the benefits? Why do you think this is a good idea for the company? Then there's when. You need to figure out a time frame. What's the timeline for this project to get results? And then the fifth question, which is not one of the four W's, is are you ready to take on this project and be responsible for whatever happens? Because you have to commit 100% to the project. You have to be able to go back in three months or even in one month and say, this is why it's not working or this is why it's working. This is what I'm going to do to fix it. And this, these are the new results that I expect after a month, a week, six months of testing. And whatever your idea is, I encourage you to stand by it 100%. If you thought it was a good idea, there's a reason for it. Marketing takes time. So give it an appropriate timeline to see if your project is going to get results. At one point, you might have to shut down the project and that is okay. You stand by it the whole way through. And even if it doesn't work, you say, oh, like this is why it was a good reason that we tried this. Stand by your idea 100%. Don't do it blindly. Give yourself a timeline. But you are accountable for this project. So here is the framework. I came up with a cute little acronym for you guys so it's easy to remember. The acronym is TIME. T-I-M-E. T. Think about the objections they may have. I. Include what's important to them. M. Make sure you're pitching to the right person. And E. Exemplify your marketing knowledge. So let's dig in a little deeper. T. Think about the objections may they may have. At this point, you might have already been exposed to some of the objections. Use that in your favor. If their objection is, oh, we don't have budget. Well, maybe that's part of your presentation where you're like, hey, we don't need a lot of budget. Or, hey, we'll just try it for three months. And that cuts, you know, the year-long program that you might have. So there are ways to bring up the objections in the presentation so that you address them up front. I include what's important to them. So go one step further than the objections. Objections are important to address, but now let's address what's very important to them. Is making sure that their web developer doesn't have a lot of work important to them. Maybe it's making sure that sales are part of the project. Maybe, maybe a new product came out and that's what's really, really important to them. So understand what's important to them and make sure that's part of your pitch. M, make sure you're pitching to the right person. Depending on your project, you might have to talk to your manager. You might have to talk to their manager. You might have to talk to sales. It depends on the project. So just make sure that you're including everybody in the conversation 
doesn't always have to be at the same time, but that everyone understands what's happening and what you're working on and how they're involved. And then E, exemplify your marketing knowledge. In a lot of cases, you are going to be going back to basics. You're going to have to explain to them why being on social media is a good idea. To me and you, we're like, duh, like obviously, but that's why they hired you. It's because they don't know these things. You are the expert. You have to explain that to them. And that's just part of our jobs. We have to explain why it's important to be on LinkedIn. Maybe why we should look into TikTok. Maybe why we should be doing video content. In the end, you know what's best for your company. They are not going to know that you're going back to basics, but you're going to know. And that's why it's important for that this to be part of the framework. You and I are going to know that, it, that it's, it's basic concepts. And just an example is like an objection they may have is, oh, but the competitors aren't doing it. Ah, well, you're going to go back to differentiation and why having a differentiator is important. That's a basic marketing concept, but you're going to emphasize that when maybe presenting an out-of-the-box idea to your manager. So I have two examples of how I handled objections. Now, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some, but the time framework is going to increase your odds of winning. The first example is when I started working at a specific company, they were in tech, every single one of their blogs were 300 words about and spoke about their product. Every single one of them. And at first I was like, yo, this is not going to work. And they said, oh, but we've always done this and we get traffic to our website. And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> I now know their objection. And in this case, because it was so marketing oriented, I know I just had to deal with my manager about this. So what's important to my manager is that we get results. So objection, we've always done this. What's important to them? Getting results. They thought they were getting results. Make sure you're pitching to the right person. In this case, I only had to talk to my manager because he was the one reviewing my work and it didn't go any further than that. Perfect. And then exemplify my marketing knowledge. That's where it gets interesting because I said, okay, they're not just going to change their ways because I told them to. I have to prove to them that it's a good idea. So I don't remember exactly what I said to eventually convince them. I know it took me a very long time. Oh my goodness. It took me a very long time. But this is what I would say today. One, I would pull up SEO best practices and I would say, hey, SEO best practices suggest that every single blog have a minimum of 500 words. SEO best practices also suggest that you have helpful topics about a customer pain point, right? Google likes those. Google likes a list of 10 points. I would pull up examples of other blogs in the industry to show them the difference between our blogs and the competitors' blogs. And then I would suggest a trial period 
because it's blogs and there wasn't like a lot to lose, especially with what we were working with, (laughs) I suggested, hey, I'm going to write blogs for the next three months, but I'm going to do it my way. And then we will compare the results and see which ones do best. So that's what I would tell them now. Between you and I, that's exemplifying my marketing knowledge. To them, it's a logical reason and suggestion. I would assume that they would be on board. They would be like, sure. But wow, it took me so long to convince them because I wasn't armed with the time framework. But now you guys have it. Also, if you guys have extra questions about it, I'm going to link my LinkedIn profile in the show notes. If you have questions, maybe we'll do like a LinkedIn live and we'll do like real life scenarios. So let me know if you would like that. So the other example I have is based on a very specific scenario. They were getting about 100 leads per month through the website. And I said, oh, we should do email automation. And they said, we don't need email automation. We've always done follow-up manually. At this point, I remember specifically that I was there for about six weeks when I mentioned this, so they did not take me seriously at all. I hadn't proved to them that I knew what I was talking about, even though they hired me, but whatever, that's (laughs) neither here nor there, okay? So I was like, okay, this is something that they've always done, okay? That's their objection. Now, what was important to them? I knew that the sales team was important to them. Okay. Going through the acronym, think about the objections. We got it. Include what's important to them, sales. Make sure you're pitching to the right person. In this case, I had to pitch to my manager. I had to pitch to the CEO and I had to pitch to sales. And you'll see why in a sec. And then finally, exemplify my marketing knowledge. They didn't know I was exemplifying my marketing knowledge. But you'll see in what I'm about to read to you. I came up with kind of a summary of how I sold them on the idea for email automation that they still use today. So this is, this is a pretty good summary. By doing it manually, you are not following up with all the leads as many times as the customer journey requires. These leads might make their decision in three months, but the team will have stopped following up. Plus, the cost of the automation is very minor compared to the salespeople you are paying to do it manually. The sales team can focus on the most qualified leads, not wasting time with hundreds of leads that might not even be good to begin with. And then I said, let's try it for three months and see what happens. Guess what? It worked we got, I don't know, a 100% increase in responses? Of course, because there was no way that sales had the time, had the capacity to follow up with 100 people per month five times. That's 500 emails. There's no way. They would be doing that all day, every day. And of course they were not. They were following up other leads. They had clients to deal with. Like there was no way. So it worked. And in this case, 
by month three that I had started, we had already started implementing the email automation. I obviously took charge of the project. I said, I'm going to do it all. Don't worry. I'll just work with sales to come up with the email nurturing sequence. I'm like, otherwise, don't worry about it. It's 50 bucks a month. No biggie. And it worked. So that one thankfully got through. It helped them a lot. And I'm pretty sure they use email automation for everything now. So that's great. This is an example of a story that worked. But I would say that the blogs, I don't know if I ever really convinced them that it was a good change. And I say that because every time I wrote a blog, they would kind of say like, oh, shouldn't you mention the product? And every time I had to explain to them like, oh, (laughs) well, in a nicer way, but I told them people don't care about our product. They care about their problems. And we have to address those problems so that they know that we care about them. And if we address the right problems, then they will come to us naturally. I did have a few of their blogs end up on like the first page of Google and stuff. So there were some results to show that it was a good change. And I think moving forward, they will continue to do that. I I never checked their blogs to see if they continued, but I know that it was very difficult for them to steer away from mentioning their product all the time. All this to say is that the time framework is a time saver. Oh man, that's good. It's a time saver because it took me years to understand that objection handling is just part of our job. It's not something that we can take personally. It's just, it's going to happen. And now that you're armed with this framework, you have what it takes to be prepared to handle any objection and the odds will be in your favor. So with that, definitely let me know if you have questions. I will leave my LinkedIn profile in the show notes. As usual, the blog is going to be in the show notes so you can always refer to everything that was said in the episode. Don't hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you guys. Thank you all for being here and I will catch you next time. Now comes the fun part. Subscribe to the Marketing Bound podcast to catch every single episode and make sure to leave a review so we can take the show to the next level. 